Welcome to Big Brave Business. This is a podcast built on the belief that you can create absolutely anything for yourself. Whether it's a dream job or a dream life, it's all possible for you. I'm Amanda Nelson, a virtual assistant and digital marketer. And that's Sarah Heater, podcast producer and strategic consultant. Each week, we will share insights from working with dozens of clients, stories of how we got where we are, and encourage you to see us as your new business besties. So grab a cup of coffee and let's talk being brave in business. Welcome back to Big Brave Business. How are you doing, Amanda? You know, I am doing good, Sarah. How are you? I'm doing really well. I am. We're recording this coming off of both of us taking our like no meeting weeks because Amanda, you started doing a no meeting <laughs> week like me. And I just loved it. And now this week, I have so many meetings. And I had total the equivalent of Sunday night scaries, I guess, going into a week of just wall to wall meetings. And I had to like really look at who am I meeting with and what are we talking about? And then I started feeling almost like excited about it again. So I had to look at what the actual meetings are and who they're with and what we're talking about. And then that got me less anxious, I guess. I was going to try to say it got me excited, but I cannot lie. I cannot tell do a not, lie. Do not lie. It, less dreading because I do really like what I do and I really like the people I work with and I really like what the topics that I talk about on these meetings make me happy. So it's fine. It's social time. But I was just, as you would say, a total couch goblin last week. Correct. So speaking of being a couch goblin, do you know what Drew and I did for the past week? (laughs) We took our ottoman, which is like it matches the couch. It is cushiony and we pushed it to the couch, which is what we typically do when we're hanging out for the weekend on the couch. And I put down a mattress topper and we brought all of our pillows and all of our blankets and we have been sleeping on our couch for the past week and we've been enjoying all of the fall decor that I have put up around my TV (laughs) and watching scary movies and it has been incredible and I'm sad to tell everyone (laughs) that my couch is actually more comfortable than my bed is. I have my back hasn't been hurting as bad. <laughs> so I don't know. I think it's time that I get a new mattress. But we have been mm. we have been couch sleeping for the past week and it's been awesome. Like I find myself at the end of the day like I need to go get on the couch and watch movies and that's so um, funny. I made pumpkin bread this week, which was magical. But yes, to your point, coming back from not having any meetings. Today is my busy meeting day, but it's really not that bad. It's really not. I think it helped a lot of my clients see me taking a week off from having meetings, how unnecessary they are. Cause I tried to make a super big effort to stay mm-hmm. in super a lot of communication with everyone so that they could kind of get the vibe of what it would be like if we didn't meet every single week. I also noticed an extreme, an extreme difference in the amount of stress that I had or didn't have, I should say. I didn't feel like, oh, I, I blinked and my whole entire day was meetings. and I didn't get any work done. I just felt super calm. I felt okay taking a break during the day, which was... <laughs> huge. Typically when I have back-to-back meetings like that, I get 30 minutes of, okay, I'm going to get some work done these 30 minutes before I have to hop on another call. And this, I was, it was just so relaxing. It makes me wonder if I can just dare say, 
is it possible to take two weeks out of the month with no meetings? Who oh knows? Could gosh. you imagine? <laughs> I cannot imagine. I mean, I can't. Okay. I can't imagine because from a it would be fun standpoint, I can't imagine. But I can't because my business would significantly slow down. Of course, what we do is a little different because I'm with you. on. I mean, you and I meet once. Well, we meet a lot for the podcast, but we meet once a month about PodFox, about you working as a virtual assistant for a client, not us as friends recording a podcast, co-hosting Big Brave Business. Like, that's totally separate. Anyways, we meet once a month, and that's plenty for me. So if all your clients met once a month, and if you could put them in the same week, you could have three weeks of no meetings. It's very, very true. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed the break. It was nice. Just like I said, having the I didn't have to get up and get ready. I didn't feel the pressure of having to watch the clock all day, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, in 30 minutes, I got to get up and get ready or, you know, I got to be ready for that meeting that starts in an hour. It really does break up your mental workflow. So I was happy that I took the time and I'm excited that yeah. we're, we're connecting. We, we recorded a ton of episodes. We're coming off yeah. of the deconstruction three-part series that we did and I feel really great that we did I'm so happy that we did that do you feel good about it yeah I think it was they were really really fun conversations to have fun that's that sounds so weird because it's like about trauma but it felt like we were really having big and brave conversations which obviously we named this podcast that with intention and also the messages that we've gotten from people who listened who felt like it meant something to them, to you listening, that really makes everything worth it. It makes us all feel less alone. And that was also like the whole point of this podcast as well, is that entrepreneurship and like (laughs) all of the all of the seasons of life (laughs) as you get older and especially when you're working from home, it's so hard to feel like you have those same connections with people. So hopefully this podcast helps. I think so. I had um, a client of mine reach out who is, I'm not going to say her name, but she she's very big in her church. And interestingly enough, she had the opposite experience. She grew up in an atheist home that was very big about science. And as she got older, she learned about her, you know, having faith and, and found religion after the fact. So for her, it was really interesting to hear someone who was raised in it, who left it. And for me, it was interesting to chat with her because she had the complete opposite experience. Um, but I think overall, what was, like you said, it was good for people to know they're not alone in their experience, but also it felt good for me to share some of the parts of my life that I'm not super proud of. Like getting divorced was really something I'm not, I don't like to talk a lot about because I feel it's, I feel like it's almost an embarrassment. But the amount of people that reached out to me and were so like, thank you for just talking about the messy stuff and not just talking about all the wins in your life makes us Mm -hmm. all realize we all have crap that we're embarrassed about. I mean, there's things that I've never talked about out loud that I've I've talked to you about them in my past that I look back on and just cringe so bad. But it's good to know that we all have those things that are just not our best days, (laughs) not our brightest moments. I think part of the thing with traumatic events in your life is not I mean yes sometimes cringing or being embarrassed but also like 
there are things that I carry from my life that I'm like angry are part of my story, you know, Mm -hmm. like I hate that that's part of my story. I hate that. And then when you get into that mode, when you're dealing with with it yourself and you get into that kind of mindset about what you've been through and you aren't talking about it and you aren't processing it um, in a healthy way, you're just like carrying it with you and burying it and whatever, then it becomes like you're rejecting part of who you are because you wouldn't be who you are today or where you are today if the things you experienced hadn't happened to you and if you hadn't learned and grown beyond them the way that you had to or through them or whatever the situation is, right? And I think, you know, your story that you shared some of with us on those three episodes in particular that is part of what makes you like the delightful colorful magnetic person that you are today that you you know your a combination of all of your experiences and we all are and i think when we feel that feeling of like i just want to reject that this is part of my story. I'm angry that it's part of my story. I don't want to carry this with me. I wish it didn't ever happen. I'm going to pretend that it didn't. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to feel it. Then it's like rejecting part of you, you know? I do. I, I definitely agree with that. I think I think for a lot of people, it's hard to talk about the decisions that we make that are just bad decisions. Things that I, like I chose. I'm not even talking about the trauma that I went through with my religious upbringing. I'm talking about just fundamentally bad decisions that I made um, that just looking back were not choices I should have made in good character or with good intentions. Do you know what I mean? Just those decisions that you make in your, I mean, you can make them anytime, but mine specifically were all my, all of my twenties were just bad decisions after bad decisions. I wonder how many of us that's true for. Like I have a lot of bad decisions in my twenties too. (laughs) But I kind of feel like that's the time to make bad decisions. At least we're here to tell the tale. I feel like if you make them in your twenties, you don't make them later in your, in life. I feel. I hope. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm just saying there are some, I learned lessons, hard, embarrassing, like, horrible decisions in my 20s that I would do anything I would do anything to avoid so I I never believed in karma until I made bad decisions <laughs> I quickly learned you reap what you sow and so I don't make I I, I hope I pray I don't make as bad decisions as I did in my 20s now that I'm in my 30s I'm 33 years old now I don't think I will make half of the stupid mistakes that I made previously just because I don't want the drama. Like, just leave me alone. Just, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like my 30s are going significantly better than my 20s. Uh, Yeah. I I, Like, in every (laughs) way. I think my 40s are going to be incredible. I think my 30s are – if my 20s were my mistakes, 30s are my growth. 40s I hope I'm 40 and flourishing like that's that's all I'm hoping for but I have a goal in my life my mood board is what am I going to be like as an old woman I want to be the coolest kindest hippest woman ever when I get older I actually look forward to getting old and I, I just hope that all these experiences that I've learned to this point and beyond will just continue to make me a cooler old lady <laughs> that is literally what I grow towards. I don't grow toward being young. I grow towards getting older. I like it. Okay. I relate to the second part of that, but I like the first part of that. And it makes me think 
Well, what part? The way – okay, I'll explain. <laughs> the I, I definitely feel like I'm growing toward being an old lady. That definitely applies. But the being a cool old lady part based on the like the experiences I'm having now, I'm like, this does not make me a cool old lady. This makes me a boring old lady, which makes me think like about having – more life experiences. I don't know. Okay, this is totally meandering and I'm wondering, should we just do a catch-up episode? This should this just be catching up and then we'll do a green flag yeah. next. So we said we were going to do a green flag, but obviously we really need to catch up with each other and maybe we need to catch up with you too. So let's just chat about it. Here's another thing that has come up for me recently and I'd love to hear how you're feeling about it. When this airs, and I mean, we're recording like right before September, but it's literally September. What, how are you feeling about, I feel like just a minute ago, we were still adjusting to like, it's a new year. What are we going to do with 2023? And now 2023 is like coming to a close. How are you feeling about that? So I have a lot of thoughts. First of all, (laughs) first of all, as I have shared on this podcast, and if you know me personally, or you follow me on social media, the fall is my season. I am the pumpkin queen. I am actually sipping a um, pumpkin cold brew coffee right now with cold foam. And it's all I ever think about. I think about fall all the time. If you were to look at the wallpaper on my computer or my phone, it is of leaves falling. It is just my season. There's something magical about that air. My dream trip above Italy, above going to Ireland, above all else is to go see Salem, Massachusetts before I die on Halloween. I love it. My house currently right now is covered in fall flower, fall um, leaves, even though outside it is like 120 degrees. So I'm very excited about fall. I brought I, I brought out all of my pumpkin pillows for my couch and my bed two weeks ago. I do not care. I'm so excited. I typically celebrate fall and Halloween August through November. And then December <laughs> and January is for Christmas. February through typically April is for Mardi Gras down here where I live. But so very excited. Secondly, yes, the year has freaking flown by. I have clients right now who I'm helping them get their corporate retreat set up and they're planning for December. And it's, you know, we're putting like major things in motion for their retreat in early December. It's, it's going to be here before we know it. Mm-hmm. And we had all these big goals, Sarah. We're going to have to, you know, we have to go back and listen to our episode where we list out our resolutions at the beginning of the year. And I'm scared. And our <laughs> predictions of what was going to be trendy. Oh, my I'm God. Very, nobody I'm very saw, excited to revisit that. Nobody saw threads coming. No, we sure didn't. We sure <laughs> didn't. I'm I'm excited to go back and re-list. Excited. That's like maybe a bit of a stretch. I'm interested. I'm intrigued to go back and re-listen to what we said because the only one that I remember that we talked about is LinkedIn. <laughs> I feel like I've grown a lot as a person this far, thus, this far, thus far this year. I've turned down a lot of really great projects and I've accepted a lot of great projects. I've cut ties with a lot of clients and gained some really great clients over the year and I feel like my workload has totally changed and how I work is totally different. It's changed like four times. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Having like kind of walked beside you through this, you have grown a lot this year. Yeah, it's been a it's been a big growing season. And hopefully I should be seeing my six figures by the end of November, which is exciting. 
Yay. You know, that was my big goal for the year. Um, I don't know if I'll ever strive to do it again, but I wanted to be able to say at least for one year, for one year I did it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to make that much money. It, okay. It's all about how what what numbers added up to get there. And I think the fact that your business, at least as it is right now, is all service for you doing you know, an act of work <laughs> for a client. And so, yes, those billable hours adding up to six figures, it's going to take a lot of billable hours. I absolutely 100% agree with that. But I think there's a lot of opportunity for, we've talked on this podcast a, a little bit about, you know, doing a little bit of kind of mentorship and guidance for other VAs. And I think that there's opportunity through Big Brave Business for us to make some resources available and some community available to people. Not a 2023 thing, but maybe that will contribute to what 2024 or even 2025 looks like. You never know. You never you know. You never know. You know, a big goal for us was that we were going to try to buy a bigger house at the beginning of the year. And we've kind of decided to stay put where we are and just make our house that we currently have perfect. And that included like getting me an office and that's in the works, which is exciting. I'm picking out wallpaper, which is fun, but I feel like this year has also been pretty chill. Has it been chill? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've just worked a lot, which is not chill, <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, I do. I do agree with that. I think if I'm reflecting on my 2023, it's so far, it's interesting because I had a vision for what 2023 was going to be going into it. And then like, Right at the cusp of the change of the year, I had this like kind of lightning storm of what if I set really, really big goals for myself? And what if I really pursued this like massive different vision instead of just continuing on with the status quo? And what's interesting is, and part of the reason I wanted to do that is because I figured I probably wouldn't hit like a really huge stretch goal. But it would push me to think outside of the box and to be more innovative and to push myself and to learn new things and to expand like my vision for PodFox and to like start moving one foot in front of the other toward the ultimate vision for PodFox, right? Instead of making that a, it's in the future, it's in the future, it's in the future. It's like start putting one foot in front of the other, making that happen. And and I have done that. I feel like I am. It's definitely changed the way I think about what my business is. You know, we talked on this podcast about um, soft launching the membership. We have like a big launch coming up in the fall. That's a huge shift in what I was just saying to you of like <laughs> all of my revenue or not all of my revenue, but almost all of my revenue is service. It's done for you production services and um. So it's adding like this whole other revenue layer, but it's also adding a whole other offer layer. Like it's thinking about how to serve people in a different way. And and yeah, so that's really pushed me. What's interesting is from like a revenue perspective, I'm currently, and this is uh, coming into the end of August. So eight months of the year, I'm coming up on, I'm up about... $25,000 from last year, which 
is amazing because I look at like our book of business and whatever, and I find myself feeling like, I don't know how, I don't know how I'm up, (laughs) but I think time is just such a weird vortex and where I was at this time in 2022 is so far back, but it doesn't feel like it because when you're in it, every day just sort of builds on itself. And it's hard to sometimes measure the progress that you've made because you're like in a forest full of trees and all you can see is the trees. And so you don't really realize like how far you are from having entered the forest. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I think you should give yourself a lot more credit just since you and I have been working together, which has now been over two years, I think. No, like a year. We started at the very beginning of 2022, so almost two. Okay. When you and I first started working together, I mean, you were still working underneath the Sarah K. Heater brand. And true. Oh, were, that's so true. I mean, that's a huge thing. I mean, you were like, and you kept pushing that off for the longest time. And that was like something you really jumped on and made happen that you could have easily continued to push off. But you had a very mature, I think, realization earlier this year where you were like, you know what? I could wait and pay somebody, you know, $10,000 to do my branding. Or I could just take someone who I like and for a lot less of a price and just get it done and we can always change it later. And that I think, and I'm like super happy with, and I hope you are super happy with your branding. And that was a really big step for you. And then like getting your trademark and all that that you have going on, like you've done a lot of stuff. You've done a lot of really big stuff in finding and founding your business this year. Not to mention you've added new people. Eric is now like a big part of the team. And Eric is like a massive part of the team. And we added Katie. So we have, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but in 2022 and half of 2023, Amanda and Eric, my my partner, and he edits this podcast, (laughs) joined my crew under the Sarah K. Heater brand and then now officially under PodFox. We did announce the PodFox rebrand in January and we switched where we host all our podcasts at the beginning of the year, starting in January. (laughs) It took a few months, but um, that was a really big shift. That was really big progress. You're right. That was like, that was honestly huge. That was a huge deal. And then by summer, we added a new team member, Katie, who just started with us. She's doing media relations and PR, which is really fun. Um, And I'm excited to see where that goes. And I'm excited just to have a new dynamic with you and me having another girlfriend to play with on the team (laughs) so that's cool and yeah 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 big that those are really really big things you're totally right I feel like every day just kind of feels the same Mm -hmm. but you're right like that's those are huge (laughs) strides and then plus launching the membership and kind of trying to build out that back end. I did build out the back end, but I mean, I think I'm going to move it. So it doesn't matter. But you have to learn, right? Like you have to try things and then realize this is what is missing or this is what it needs. And so we'll see. But yeah, so we're we're figuring out the membership situation and that's going to take some time to grind it till we find it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so it's going to be all right. And then, yeah, this Katie stuff is, is going to be a whole new direction to experiment with too because I just don't know a lot about like – getting media features and things like that. I think when I say I don't know a lot, I probably know more than like the average person. But since we run with 
entrepreneurs doing big things and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> building big reputations for themselves. We don't hang out with like the average person. We hang out with business people. So, so yeah, I'm excited to learn more about that and to grow there and we'll see what happens. But from a revenue perspective, I think I'm feeling frustrated at like just transparently, I'm feeling frustrated at like there's so many things I want to do <laughs> personally and professionally, like in the business and personally, that really requires like a significant amount more revenue. <laughs> yeah. So so then that part feels slow, even though I can see the reports and I can see how much significantly more money I'm making. And when you look at, like you just pointed out to me, the branding, the whole rebrand, building out the whole PodFox website, the uh, building out the whole membership, moving from, we used to host our podcasts on a platform called Libsyn. So if you're like a podcaster, you might know what that means. Um, and we transferred to like an enterprise hosting platform for networks, like big official real podcast networks on a platform owned by Spotify. That was very big. And when I think about making those big moves, it's like, I mean, yeah, of course, of course, there's an increase in our revenue, like we're doing big things, but it just, it doesn't feel big when you're in it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it, it never, it never does. But you are, you're making huge strides. And you've done a lot of really big things this year in your business. Like it makes me excited to see what you do in 2024. I think for me, the biggest shift has been pretty much in the past, I'd say, mm, I don't know, two-ish months. I really shifted my mindset on having a scarcity mindset to having people that scarcity, meaning I held on to a lot of people that I thought I needed to, to hit that six-figure goal that I really wanted. And I've really gotten to the place where I realize I don't want to do that. <laughs> like I just want to yeah. keep people around that I want to work with. And I'm also yeah. realizing that maybe it's not about the number as I had it so ingrained in my head that I almost needed to prove to myself I could do it. And now it's more about, do, first of all, do I like the people that I'm working with and do I like the work? And the second thing is, do I have enough time in the day to do the things that really light me up as a person? I've made it very yeah. clear I want to write a book and I don't have time to even read a book, more or less write a book at the moment. And so I just continue to hope that I downsize to just the core people that really make me happy, even if it is for a less amount of income. I think mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it would be more beneficial for me. And I am a huge believer in letting things go to receive more. And mm -hmm. so I feel like there's something else around the corner for me, maybe in 2024. That does happen to you every time. You'll talk to me about, okay, I'm going to shift my client lineup. I'm going to, you know, you made a big shift from in the beginning. I feel like at the beginning of 2023, it was take all the clients. Then you shifted to like, okay, I want to work with specific types of clients and I want clients who need a lot of hours, not any like smaller projects. And also you specifically said, I want project work. That was something that you really expressed. So like, I want to take on some big projects for people. And so that was like a big shift. And when you released into the world, to use your word, when you released the smaller kind of retainer clients into this like okay i'm gonna see what happens you did fill your roster big time and then this recent shift of like hey now i'm realizing that i can't 
I can't even do anything for myself anymore. Like when we, even when we started this podcast at the beginning of the year, and by the way, that's something else that we've done this year. We literally started this podcast in January. But when we started this podcast and we talked about the things we love about entrepreneurship and, and working from home, so much of what what you had expressed to me is like being able to get your hair cut, being able to pick up your groceries, being able to like whatever you need to do in the middle of the day and not have that nine to five work schedule. But you expressed that you really appreciated having the flexibility of your schedule to do all those things. And somehow it went from that to you wake up at the crack of dawn before the sun is up and you work literally until you can't keep your eyes open and go to bed. And God forbid you take any time to yourself. So it's it is interesting to see how much you grew. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, wait a second, this is not the reason I wanted to do this in the first place. This takes away all the things that I loved about it. And to be able to dial it back to like, I want to love what I do. Yeah. I wanna, That's huge. I, it is. And I think I've been so money motivated this year, which I think has been good for me because I went years in corporate and not even thinking about it because I was a salary employee to now it's if I don't work, I don't make the money. The shift for me now is do I feel fulfilled as a person? Am I even leaving room at the end of the day for me to feel like there's a void? Because I have always found I know myself well enough. If there is, if I finish work at the end of the day and there feels like there's a void. That's where I can really cultivate new ideas. I can be creative. Mm -hmm. I can express myself in better ways. I can invest myself in my home. I've been spending a lot of time really trying to make an effort to make my house feel like my home. Even though we've been here for two years, there's still boxes that are packed up, like (laughs) just full disclosure and really putting time and money and energy into not just my clients' lives, but mine as well. And I've really become selfish. I'm so focused on creating really great experiences for my clients. I still want people to feel like they're getting their money at the end of the day. But I've also started setting a lot of boundaries too, where if you're not happy that I clock off at seven o'clock at night instead of nine o'clock, then you're probably not my client, you know? (laughs) And I went through a big season of that, you know? And yeah, a good feeling to know if you're a service provider, specifically if you're a virtual assistant, you can always ramp up and you can always ramp down. And I think you have to give yourself some room to feel that void a little bit, feel it, not fill it, but feel it so that you can fill it full of stuff that does make you happy and does mm-hmm. give you more opportunity. Who's to say that a totally new business opportunity or idea isn't waiting around the corner for me, but I'm so busy working with 50 people um, who literally suck up every ounce of my creativity, which is fine. I love my clients, of course, or I wouldn't keep them. <laughs> Who's to say that there's not something, another opportunity for me around the corner that's even better than what I have now, but I can't even see it because I'm so busy, you know? So you have to, or even just a new hobby or like a new, something that I want to enjoy. And like I said, I really have it where I want to write a book in the next year and Mm -hmm. I really want to put some effort towards that. And I miss reading. You know, so I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest shift for me is that knowing, knowing I prove I have proven to myself this year in 2023 that I can do hard things, that I can create a business for myself, that there are so many people out there that want to work with me, which is such a good feeling because for the longest time, I never thought anybody would want to. <laughs> and now that I know that there are people out there who would love to work with me and I have a waiting list now, which is exciting. And I only take projects that I want. It's a luxury that I know a lot of people don't have. I'm really focused in on turning things down. There's a lot of power in just saying no to things and no to people in general. 
Yeah. It, that's a hard thing. Mm -hmm. So we haven't done this for a minute, but what's making you happy? Oh, my God. I'm so glad you asked because first <laughs> and foremost, I started a new TV show and it is becoming very quickly my whole entire personality. Um, <laughs> it's called Good Omens. It's based on a book. Oh, yeah. It is so witty. <laughs> it is so funny. It just scratches all the itch that makes Amanda, Amanda. It's moody and the settings are colorful. And by colorful, I mean they have a lot of character, but it's a very dark show. Like you just want to curl up in a blanket and listen to the rain <laughs> and, you know, drink a coffee and watch it. It talks a lot about religion in a funny, lighthearted way. It's the story of uh, two best friends who just so happen to be an angel and a demon. And they're trying to save the world from Armageddon, aka the Antichrist. It's so smart. And so if you were ever curious what my humor is like in real life, Good Omens is it. It's just so smart and funny. And oh, I love it. Like I'm looking at my iPad that's propped up over here because I was just watching an episode getting ready to record. So Good Omens, it is on Amazon Prime, I think. I think and that's um, right. oh my God, it's so good. And the main characters are adorable. So What's making you happy? I had things lined up. Oh, my gosh. What is going on with my brain? Oh, one thing that's making me happy, to your earlier point, reading. I have this. I think I've talked about this on here before, but I have this pattern. I have never tracked my reading, my annual reading until tw like either 2019 or 2020. I think 2019 I, was the first year that I started tracking it and I don't think I really had like a particular goal for myself in 2020 I just used whatever Goodreads like suggested and then I did not hit it and then since then I have set a goal every year and I never hit it <laughs> and I've noticed from tracking my reading that I have seasons of reading where I will start the year off really strong I read like crazy and then around my birthday which is in April I just run out of steam like and I just barely read through like the hot months here and I don't know what it is about that season I don't know if it's the weather I don't know if it's the time of year I don't know like I don't know but I just stop reading and I, I get ahead of my goal and then April comes around and then I slow down and then by summer I'm behind so that happened again this year, but in August so far, so, well, I mean, August is almost done, but I'm going to finish another book before the end of the month. But I think I will have read eight books in August alone, which is like huge for me. I read pretty much every night before I go to bed, at least a little, but this month it's just been like, I've been reading like crazy again. And some books are really, really fantastic. Some books are fine. But it doesn't even matter because I'm just enjoying reading. Like, I don't even – doesn't even have to be, like, a literary masterpiece, if that makes sense. I'm just, like, really enjoying doing it. And I also – this is the Enneagram 3 in me. Take your drink. But um, it's, like, having that goal and chasing it to get caught back up again after getting behind is, like, very motivating. <laughs> So I love being able to feel like I can see the progress of I finished another one or like, okay, I'm halfway through or whatever. Like I love to be able to measure the progress of that, which is so dumb, but um, just a silly little thing I'm doing with myself. So anyways, yeah, I've been reading a lot and it's been really fun. 
Okay, so due to technical difficulties, we are wrapping this episode, but thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Big Brave Business. You can also follow us over on Instagram. Together, we are at Big Brave Business. Amanda is at Amanda Nelson Reads. Reads like Reads books, so Amanda Nelson Reads. And me at Sarah K Heater and we'd love to see you over there. Also, in case you didn't know, we have a YouTube channel where we're introducing you to a bunch of our friends. That content is totally different than the content over here on our podcast. So go check out Big Brave Business on YouTube and while you wait for our next episode, which will be out right here next Tuesday. See you next week.